Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. it going it's going good what are we doing we're doing our podcast everything is trash what it's about the trash garbage that we like to consume with our human eyeballs i do love to watch garbage with my human eyeballs we are both quite full of ramen at the moment oh oh i had we so we played we meant to record this yesterday and then we were tired and then we were tired and then we played dungeons and dragons today and I drank a lot of beer while we did that. And then we went and we got ramen. And let me tell you, boy, you ever having trouble, like, winding down at the end of the day? Six beers and some hot soup will get you there. Some hot pork water. Some hot pork water and egg. <laughs> yep. So this might be a little bit of a sleepy one. Um, but that's okay. I think that's okay. I, I You know, I think the power... And might of trash will get us through this hour. Right. So we're talking about the Netflix's hit reality dating show, Love is Blind. Uh, the f- four most recent episodes, which are essentially... Week two. Week two, yes. Uh, can we, before we before we dive into uh, the show, recapping the show, uh, I feel like, so the show is... I think has to be a success based on the amount I've seen like written up about it and yes. everything. Um, I feel like specifically the amount you and I have tweeted about it means a lot of our normie friends have like jumped in on it. And normie is a phrase that like can apply to a lot of different quadrants of reality TV normies. People who don't live in this dumpster with us. There's people who watched The Circle and thought, I like reality TV now, who were not fully prepared for the, for Love is Blind. Right. <laughs> it is a, a reality dating show is a different beast entirely. It's, I it really, I, I don't know how to explain it unless you're also like knee deep in Bachelor stuff. Like, you're kind of not ready for this show. We're ready for it, though. We're fucking ready for it. Because, and I think think the important distinction is, it feels... It feels gross to tell people, don't think of these people as people, think of them as characters. And I don't mean that in a remove their humanity from them. What I mean is examine the ways in which the editors and producers of this show are are pointing out their qualities that make them compelling characters. There are rats in a maze, and there are little puppet masters helping them get through the maze. Um, so I need to rack my brain. We watched these couple of shows a couple of days ago. And I feel like I have the broad strokes, but I'm hoping a lot of the little details will come back to me. Yeah. This is why we should have recorded yesterday. Yep, it's true. 
But um, I think we should do the same as last time. Yep. So let's start with the... So what the last time we ended on, they're about to leave this island vacation that Netflix has paid for, where they have just fallen in love. They're on vacation together. And now they have to go back to reality. However, they're not really going back to reality, are they? No. Okay. So what's happened now is our couples have met in blind booths. They've gotten engaged. They've gone on a magical Mexico vacation. Uh, And now they are back in their home city of Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. And the idea here is they're going to move in together. So, yes, and the bomb that is dropped on them by Vanessa Lachey uh, is that they are... Oh, right, Vanessa and Nick Lachey show up for a minute. Yep, Um, show up exclusively to say the catchphrase of this television show, which is, is love blind? So, uh, Vanessa Lachey tells them that they are actually all moving into the same apartment building. So they are all going to be neighbors now, which for some of them is fine. And for some of them is going to be a real nightmare to watch. And guess what, y'all? It is. It's, yeah. So they're moving into, they're not moving into one of their places. Right. They're moving into a new apartment complex that all look the same. Um, and, okay. So here's an intrinsic problem with the show that we have now discovered. So I understand in the pods that like, okay, you've been talking to this voice. And if you don't get engaged, production's not going to like help hook you up with this person, right? Once you get back to your city... You get your phone back. And you get your phone back. And it's extremely... It seems extremely easy to me to be like, no, we don't want to get married. But like, haha, I know where you live now. (laughs) Right. We can just hang out. But I think a lot of the motivation, which it would be for me as well, is it would be embarrassing to be on this television show where the point is everyone gets engaged and gets married, or at least that is how it is presented to them. I would imagine there is a lot of producer manipulation going on about how much of a bummer it would be if they didn't get married. I think you're right. I assume there's some producer work going on there. Uh, Okay, so should we go couple by couple? I feel like there's not a ton to talk about couple by couple in the moving in um, other than to say that they're all just moving into this sterile apartment building. But I think what we should go couple by couple on is um, so they they go to this they move into this new apartment building where everyone else is living and then they go to each other's houses to basically pack up some stuff. Right. To bring. So initially, it's the, what the show is, it's funny what it does is every question I have of like, well, they're not seeing each other's real places yet. And then the next scene, they're seeing each other's real places. Right. Um, so like all of those elements are there. Uh, if it's okay with you, I'd be interested in starting with Kenny and Kelly. Sure. Kenny and Kelly, we don't see 
a lot of. So basically, yeah, so the structure of this I want to do right now is I kind of want to cover everyone's, like, moving in and meeting each other's families, and then we'll get to the bachelor parties, the bachelor bachelorette parties, and then we'll get to the the end. We see a wedding at the end. We yes. see the we we see the beginnings of a wedding at the end of this episode. Uh okay, so Kenny and Kelly they get back and Kelly apparently has to go on a business trip. Yeah. So, so she's gone for two days, which is wild to me and it's so interesting. This is this is why this show in particular is so fascinating because most reality shows you are or most reality dating shows at least um you my dog is or our dog is scratching at something on the floor mikey it's whatever a, it's it it's, is it is, it is what it is and what it is is terrible <laughs> um anyway it's it's fascinating that so usually in a reality dating show they'll be sequestered from their lives and not have their phones and and have to take off whatever it is six weeks of work to be on this reality show whereas it does truly seem like they go back to life and have just a shooting schedule sometimes right that does seem to be what's up and i'm into yeah so kenny and kelly kelly has to go on a trip so she's gone um, right. For the first couple of days, um, and we just get a couple shots of them facetiming, and it seems sweet. Like right, uh, but they meet each other's families, and the families all get a, like it's so we don't see a scene with her family, a scene with his family. Like they appear to have a party at like the families meet and right. all really really like each other. Um, it seems like as far as things, and like, as far as like at this point in the show, it does seem like if Kenny and Kelly were to meet at a bar and just be like, if you were to just meet them randomly and just be like, yeah, we're engaged. You wouldn't think anything of it. Like, yep. You seem like engaged people. Yep. So I, what I think is interesting and what I would be fascinated to talk to a producer about is how those sort of come about the meetings come about because something like the bachelor has a set format for this is how we're going to introduce each can each final four contestants parents um to the bachelor bachelorette whoever it is whereas this seems like everyone's meetings were a little bit different and it does seem like they worked with the contestants and the families to figure out what would make the most sense right bloody uh, welcome to uh, Everything is Trash, where most of the trash is our dog, Mikey, uh, who cannot have even the little bit, the littlest bit of chill. And it stinks. It stinks. Um, what was I saying? That's I'm most so of what tired. we get from Kenny and Kelly. Their parents meet. They get along really well. It seems like this is going well up right. to this it point. It seems like this is going well, but Kelly will find out soon. There's something weird that we're not seeing at this point yep. in the show. Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, so let's then move on to, uh, what do you think about Barnett and Amber? Okay, so they go to um, to Barnett's house like he owns a house barnett 
this is one of the interesting things about the show is I do feel we get a little bit of a layer kind of removed yeah. from Barnett. We kind of, this college fuckboy kind of idea that we get. And like, he still is that that archetype, but a, a layer of nuance gets kind of added to that, well, if you will. Yes, it feels more grounded and it feels less like a reality television villain and just like the asshole from your office that you know. Right. It like, it comes down to like, I don't know, he's an engineer, which is a pretty legit gig. Uh, he owns a house. He's got a dog. It's like I, the guy, you know, you see his house. It's a guy who has his life together. That's what's so interesting is the first couple episodes, he is reduced to his most basic archetype, which is that of a fuckboy, which he seems to be. However, as with most people, he is not just this one-dimensional guy he is kind of an asshole who has a family and has a dog and owns a house and has a job. Um, but what's really interesting is it seems like, so he, he is not a very serious guy, but it does, it's the difference between a not really serious guy who still knows what he has to do to be a functioning member of society Versus Amber, who they have a conversation in his kitchen where she's talking about how she really only works one day a week. She has student loan debt that she's not even she's she has not paid off at all. And there's a really funny exchange, which I mean, it's not funny to them, but it's funny to us where Barnett goes. I mean, you're paying the minimums, right? It's just, yeah, which is such like, I mean, obviously like very basic financial competency, uh, but you're not expecting that from your typical kind of reality show fuckboy. And it's very, very wild to kind of see that on a show. Right. Like it's, I, 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 my opinion of Barnett was so low that <laughs> that that was surprising to hear. Right. And I still don't have a great opinion of him. Like, I think if I met him in person, I would be like, yeah, you're an asshole. But, like, not any more so than and the he, assholes that I know. Right. Um, too funny. Uh, so Amber is kind of deeply a hot mess. In this sort of, in a very different way from that Jessica is a hot mess. Oh, well, well, dude, we're going to get through everybody just so we can get to Jessica. Yeah. Amber, I think, knows what her deal is um, and is a little, uh, I wouldn't say embarrassed by it, but definitely knows that it's not her most endearing quality, right. I would say. Right. Um, so then we meet her family. Uh, we meet her mom. Right. Because um, her dad died when she was quite young, it sounds like. Um, and this is another interesting thing from a production standpoint that I'm like, what do these production meetings look like? Because they all hang out outside of Amber's mom's house which we find which we found especially interesting uh considering we're big bachelor fans and bachelor when they go to hometowns um and like the bachelor or bachelorette like meets the contestants family those are not their homes right they are airbnbs essentially um and they rent a house to shoot in right 
um, that is not their real homes. But like the fact that they hung out outside. I think that's actually their house. Right. And like maybe didn't want the cameras inside. Uh, And that gives the show this interesting authenticity that Bachelor strives for and can't have. Well, and if you'll notice, it was the same with Barnett's family. They hung out outside. They hung out on the porch. You're right. You're right. I didn't think of that. You're right. Um, Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, But while living together, like Barnett and Amber seem pretty chill. I think Barnett's a little shook. Yes. By what Amber has told him, but he's not forthcoming with that. Amber's still very vocally all in. Um, Barnett, we kind of see a little bit of like, I might be theorizing a little bit too much here. But I feel like we see a little bit of the caginess we saw in sometimes in the pods when he wasn't. Again, I think he just is not a very serious man. Right. And I think this is a serious conversation that obviously needs to be had. And I don't think he wants to have it. Right. It's it's hard not to see him in some of the like after those initial conversations of like him not a little like one foot out of like not really believing this is a thing. Um. Although, I don't know about that, because it also has seemed, like we have said before, they seem like the kind of couple that would talk about how much they annoy each other, but be together. I I think it's entirely possible that they could just make each other miserable for the rest of their lives. Yep. Um, We've all known couples like that, and I Emily and I went to a wedding uh, probably a year or two ago now. It was before we were even engaged. Right. But we were seated at a table with a bunch of other couples. um, None of whom we... Many married. None of whom we knew very well. Um, I didn't know any of them. You didn't know any of them. And I maybe had a... It was was my friend's wedding. um, And I maybe had a passing familiarity with some of the people. Uh, Every single person at that fucking table hated each other's guts. And specifically their their spouses. Specifically their spouses, yes. Uh, and it was absolutely goddamn wild to it watch. It was crazy to watch. It, was, it got to the point where you just wanted to ask, like, do you guys like each other? And it's like, no one was fighting. No, it was just the sort of very clearly annoyed and done with each other, like did not enjoy each other's company in any way. Yeah. And just like, so everything was just like, oh, he does this because he's annoying. Or like, you know, it's just be literally like, he eats this way. I hate how he eats this way. I hate when she does this. And it was just like, Emily and I are sitting there with like rickish, just like entirely blown back of like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely get that potential vibe yes. from them. Yep. Which, you know. It's people make people, it work. People make it work. They may not be happy, but they make it work. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. So that was this dog. <laughs> this dog. I'm so sorry if that's picking up on the mic, which I'm sure it is. This dog, literally, like, he can be kind of chill. 
And then we start recording, and it's like, Tom, to amuse myself loudly. Uh, anyway. Uh, I guess that means we should move on to Cameron and Lauren. Yeah. Cameron and Lauren, uh, we're maybe seeing some first holes. I think so. I It still feels like the kind of things that just come up in a relationship. None of them seem like big red flags or an indication right. that they are not compatible as people. Um, but there is some conflict arising. Um, and a lot of it seems to stem from the fact that Lauren has never lived with a man or introduced a man to her father. Right. Um, so they start off with, um, so they visit, they go by Lauren's apartment, which is very clearly single person bachelorette pad, I suppose. Um, which is also so funny to look at given that we live in New York where like, yes, that is a pretty sizable right. apartment. It doesn't look that much smaller than where we live with the two of us and two animals. Right. Um, but then we go to Cameron's house and, and he owns his house and it's like a nice house. Um, That's one of those moments where like you look at the TV and I'm like, should we move down south? <laughs> no. No. Um, but he, she seems a little uncomfortable at the prospect of moving into this house with him. Yeah, we kind of see, like, Cameron seems pretty all in, and Lauren is the one who's like, this is a weird situation, I don't blame her. Um, It's quite weird, especially if you've never lived with a partner before. Right, but we're seeing kind of the first, like, maybe, like, cracks in Lauren's armor. Mm -hmm. Um, And, oh, no, now the cat is meowing to be let in. Don't do a podcast when you own animals. Don't own animals. <laughs> um, oh, God. Now that... So the cat and the dog don't get along. And they loudly don't get along. God fucking damn it. We're gonna make this work. We're gonna make it work. <sighs> Everyone is cool. No one's cool. No one's cool. God fucking damn it. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, I, I think that's where it's at. Emma has, has taken the dog and attempted. There's no winning here. This is just poison. This is just podcast poison. <laughs> no matter what. Um, I lost my train of thought. I've, I'm completely lost. So Cameron and Lauren. Cameron and Lauren. Uh... Cameron and Lauren. I was trying to chug along. This thing, I'm broken. I'm broken. So they go to meet Lauren's dad. Oh, well, first they meet Lauren's mom, who is adorable and exactly like Lauren. Right. They're very cute. Yes. And they get along well. Cameron and and Lauren's mom, Pam. Right. Cameron does a rap that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, It's just occurring to me. Do we meet Cameron's family? I don't think so. I don't think we do. Maybe they're not in Atlanta. Maybe. I think that's probably it. I think they're probably not in Atlanta. Yeah. Um. So then Cameron meets Lauren's dad. And that is not as weird and not as like, uh, they don't go as deep into it as the promos maybe make it look like they're going to. 
it is an uncomfortable conversation, though, and Lauren's dad doesn't go out of his way to make Cameron feel comfortable. Right, which seems like a power play on his part. However, Cameron is such a self-serious dude. Like, the, the interaction ends on her dad saying, she loves you, so I like you, which is a joke. That's a funny thing he's saying. Right. Uh, to which Cameron just like nods and like, I hope we can get there. <laughs> Yeah, the the answer there is something like, you know, I'll take I'll it. I'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> Someone with any sort of sense of humor about themselves. <laughs> yeah. But and I want I would imagine this was a producer telling her to do this, but Lauren really just leaves him. Yeah. Just <laughs> oh. just just like I will let you two talk cuz she is also clearly feeling very uncomfortable cuz this is her first time introducing her dad to a boyfriend and it's on a television show. They have gotten engaged without seeing each other. He's the first white guy she's ever dated. He's the first guy she's ever lived with. Like it's a lot going on at once. And she's like, "Peace." <laughs> I'll say I think I'm formally in Cameron and Lauren are not going to work. And I think it's just because they're rational people who are going to go like, nope, this this is crazy. I can't get there. <laughs> that makes me too sad. I love them. <laughs> um, so that's Cameron and Lauren. Uh, that, oh no, now the cat is on, is on the... Uh, uh, if she pauses, she's on like the keyboard. If she hits something and screws up the recording, God damn it! This is welcome to Everything Is Trash, where Brian and Emily try to record a podcast when every animal in the animal kingdom tries to make that not happen. We're the opposite of Aquaman. We're Aquaman, except. We're on land instead of the sea, and also instead of controlling the animals, uh, all of the animals want to ruin our podcast. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of living creatures that don't get along, let's move on to Damien and Giannina. Damien and Janina. Just... Clearly, the two possibly most incompatible people I've ever seen... Woo. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! That was that was bad, huh? Oh yeah, we're okay. We're okay. Everyone's cool. <laughs> you doing all right there, no. bud? No. <laughs> uh, so, Damien and Giannina are perhaps the two most incompatible people I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty bad. So they get into this apartment and immediately Giannina says, I'm not really an unpack immediately sort of girl. And he says something like, tonight you are, which is just weird. It's so fucking like, that's not how you communicate with somebody. No. Like I can imagine, like we talked about it. Like if it was important, if, we're both pretty lazy when it comes to unpacking, but uh, <laughs> so it's not literally this example. But like, l- let's say we were in that same situation. The way to present that might be something like, "Hey, I would feel better if we just got this done right now," and then it would kind of be on you to either meet me there or be like, "Hey, can we do it tomorrow morning?" Yep. or something like that. Compromise um, is not a thing these two people have ever heard of. No, 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 no. Both of these people have both been right. All of their entire lives. Yep. 
Um, so they end up having this argument, I guess you could say. But she is standing in the kitchen with him in the bedroom. He is sitting in bed scrolling on his phone. She is, I think, making breakfast in the kitchen. And they are having a fight with him in the like through a wall and the the framing of it is brilliant like the cameraman it's unbelievable gets an angle of him in the background in bed her leaning up against the counter and she says perhaps the most devastating thing just one of those like i think we paused it and rewound it like what the fuck just happened it's an so she says, you know how you you say that that's the best sex you ever had. You notice how I never say that back? And rather, so and so this is the thing. Like, yes, that is a horribly cruel thing to say to him. That would just, I, I, my niece would go weak. Right. And he has said, cruel things to her as well but his reaction to that was arguing with her about whether or not she has ever told him that it was the best sex she'd ever had rather than a a human reaction oh you just got owned yeah yeah you just got fucking fucking belligerently owned (laughs) yep um so on television (laughs) So meeting their parents, Giannina's parents come over. Her mom is beautiful and very similar to her uh, in terms of looks. And, like, it's fine. They meet. It seems fine. Um, But then Damien's family ends up canceling last minute. And it clearly hurts her feelings. And because these two people are terrible at communicating <laughs> with each other, right, that turns into a fight. Yeah, and I, I don't remember much of like the before or after of it, but it just feels like at every turn they communicate about every issue in like the worst. They're both kind of trying to pick fights. So I think this is what I think is going on. I think they are both used to. Um, I don't, volatile doesn't seem like the right word, but it's the best I can come up with right now. Um, but relationships in which I think the phrase we challenge each other would come up a lot, which is an excuse for we fight all the time. Right. However. PSA, we challenge each other is code for we should probably break up. Yep. Um, but I think their ways of fighting are entirely incompatible. Like, I think she is used to the sort of, like, Taylor Swift, uh, that's the way I loved you, like, screaming and fighting, and then fucking. Yeah. Um, Where I think he is used to, like, intellectual arguments. Uh, I think he is he is passionless, and she is full of passion. Yeah, and, and they're both, neither of them have... <laughs> Neither of them have the secondary thing to back up the two, like, extremes. Right. Uh, It's pure chaos. Pure chaos. It's wild. Um, They have 
the same stubbornness as Jessica does that we'll talk about. They both do. Just neither, probably not the self-awareness to realize they don't want this. Yep. Um, so, Mark and Jessica. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's time. Here we go. Mark and Jessica, I think this officially... We have so much. Like, literally all of this was just preamble to the Mark and Jessica show. Um, I think... On Love is... I think Jessica's the most compelling reality TV villain villain I've seen yes. in a long, long time. Yes. And I think, again, the way that this show is brilliant is that it is showing... It is creating reality television characters and then unraveling them a little bit and yes. showing them as, as real people. Yes. Um. So... I I think that what we should what we should f- talk about most is the scene in Jessica's house. Remind me what happens there. Uh, that's when she feeds her dog wine. <laughs> the scene. The scene. The scene. Well, so before this, um, we go to Mark's apartment, mm-hmm. and we kind of get the initial. You you were the one who, like, verbalized it. Uh, and it was so clear in every scene after that. Uh, in every interaction, she thinks she's better than Mark. Yes, absolutely. In absolutely, you you just get that in her voice of just everything about like criticisms of his apartment to just like it's I'm better than you. And like in from a purely um, like from the outside world perspective, she is correct. Like, sure. She has a great job. She owns a house. She makes a lot of money. In that sense, she is in our capitalist society that values people based on what they can contribute to uh, the market. She has her shit seemingly. She has a higher value. She has, she has it together. She has a house kind of like Barnett. Same thing as Barnett. Yes. Uh, she's got a good job. She's got a house. Um, yeah. So we're at her house. All I remember is her giving her dog wine. So they are talking about. He loves wine. <laughs> this is this is if you are on Twitter and have seen anything about the show, it was probably about this woman giving her dog wine and then whispering seemingly to no one she loves wine. <laughs> Um, this woman is a hot mess. Um, but they start having a conversation about how um, she wants to lay out a timeline um, for their future because she went, she's 35, 34. She's 34. Realistically, she wants to has start having kids in the next few years. He says, okay. And she says, you're 24. When our kid is whatever 16 i'm gonna be 50 you're gonna be 40 and he's like okay um and then so she has like a a talking head she's laying on her bed talking to a producer um straight to camera and she says um you know there are guys my age that aren't ready for kids that that's a turnoff for them and this is i think the difference between when you're actually into someone and when you're not because what you would think the next words out of her mouth would be is that's one of the things that is so great about Mark. And so I'm so excited and so surprised 
about Mark um, is that he is ready, even though he's so young. But what she says, what what she says is, that's one of the things. I think she says like that's one of the biggest red flags for me. Yeah, I I don't know exactly what she says, but that's is that in the same conversation uh, or the same thought where she says Mark is very emotionally available, and that's a big red flag for right. me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's so it, again when you're into someone everything they do is incredible. Like right. when we first started dating it was like the sun shone out of your asshole. Like it is and it still does. And it still does. None of that has changed. Um so for that to be a red flag to her is like oh no you're you're just not into this guy. And so rather than reading these signals, Mark takes her at her word and starts trying to reassure her that he has lived his life and is ready to settle down um, and starts starts comparing Jessica to his mom, which is a yikes thing to do. It's, Men don't do that. No, it's it's... When, you know, it's the one Jessica thing where you go like, no, you're... Well... I say that, but it's like Jessica's allowed to not be into him for literally whatever yeah. reason she wants. What's hilarious is that she's making every wrong choice about the situation she's well, in. Well, it's, it's so fascinating to watch, and the dramatic irony is incredible. The editors did a fantastic job, because we know what's happening is that Jessica is just not into this fucking guy, and is simultaneously trying to convince herself that she's wrong, he's great, everyone thinks he's great, I can just convince myself to like him. And at the same time, trying to get him to break up with her so that she doesn't have to. All of their interactions that we see are her trying to bait him in, because like everything is just like, I'm older than you, I'm older than you, I'm older than you. Uh... And she's trying to bait him into it. And when he kept being like, this is clearly your hang up, Jessica. And the more she does that, the more he tries to convince her that he's all in, which is the opposite of what she wants it's, to hear. It's right. incredible. And I think what is so compelling to me and to a lot of people, maybe watching, I don't know, but I have been both a Jessica and a Mark same, in a relationship. Same, same. Like, I have been in a relationship where I felt like I wasn't, just wasn't into this person and I didn't have a real reason other than I'm not into this person. Right. Um, and tried to convince myself that it was fine. And I've been in a relationship where the other person clearly isn't into me and I'm willfully ignoring all of the signals and feeling like if I just keep pushing harder, either that's going to make them love me or they're going to have to eventually they're, do something about it. It's like these are two fast-moving objects that, right. are, that are picking up speed and they're going to collide at some point. There is something too, like when someone pulls away from you and like you have that feeling in your gut, you don't want to admit it to yourself, but you like you can feel them moving away from you and instead of like being chill about that you are so not chill uh and that's what mark is doing yep and and like i i don't i don't think there's anything mark could do to make like 
this is just Jessica's just not that into him. Yep. And she's convinced herself that it's the age thing and that'll be a convenient excuse for them to break up. But they meet Mark's family. Mark's family doesn't have a problem with it. She has drinks with some of her friends. Her friends don't have a problem her with it. Her friends like literally, he's like, he's 24. And her friend literally goes, that's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> they bring up um, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Right. Um, and yeah, it's everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's like it's just her hang up, and it, I don't even think it's her. It's a hang up. It's an it's an excuse she's manifesting to yes. like describe why she's not into him. Yep. Whereas you can just not be into someone. Right. Sometimes you're just not feeling it. You could have just uh, accidentally got proposed. Like you could have just accepted a proposal on a reality TV show in an unsustainable relationship, Jessica. No one would blame you for that. Yep. Jessica, I want because I know you're listening. When you hear this, next time you find yourself in this situation, just accept you got engaged on a reality TV show and you probably shouldn't have. It's okay. Literally, no one would blame you. Um, but so I think that brings us neatly to the party. Uh, the party. This is set up as Barnett's birthday. Yes. So they're going to have a party at this apartment building that all of them are living in for the next two weeks, I think. Um, so, by her own admission, Jessica has too much to drink. And, uh, boy, it's clear. You didn't need her to say that. Yes, but I think it's cool that they did. Yes. Because a lot of times on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, they will not try to hide the fact that people are drinking, but they won't be explicit that I think a lot more of the messy behavior is driven by alcohol oh oh yeah um than those producers would like us to believe however um jessica goes up to barnett and starts chatting and asking him how he's doing with amber and he's saying he's really happy he's all in and she says what is she says like Something about, I was reading back my journal from when we were talking, and I was so excited about it. Jessica wants there to be... Here's the thing. I don't think Jessica is deeply in love with Barnett and like no. regretful. I don't think that's what's happening here, unlike you know Twitter. Twitter thinks that's what's happening. I don't agree. Uh, I think Barnett just represents to her kind of a missed opportunity. And I think that she regrets um, uh, hooking up with Mark. She regrets that and she wants Barnett to be in the same situation just so that she doesn't have to feel crazy. Right. And it's that they it's. Not regardless of whatever situation Barnett and Amber are in, it ain't over Jessica. (laughs) No, but then so they have this whole conversation. It is hard to watch. She is very clearly trying to get something from him that he is not having. It's and he she's kind of all over him in a way, like trying to get like a hug out of him. And Barnett looks so it's there is no. Uh, regrets there on Barnett's part. Absolutely not. <laughs> she is no wistful what ifs. 
she wants him to be in the same situation that she is in, and he's super not. He is for sure thinking he dodged a bullet. Right. And, like, they're all, like, that's the thing that feels terrible is they're all talking about how fucking crazy this is. Yeah. They're all in the back of their apartments and just like, what is going on there? But so so Jessica and Mark go back to their apartment and Mark says something about, they're talking about someone. I think they're talking about Kelly. Um, and they're both like, yeah, Kelly's great. We love her. Uh, or maybe Giannina. One of them. Doesn't matter. Um, and Mark just says like, oh, well, she's a close second to you. Trying to be cute. And it's clearly a joke? Yes. It's clearly... Well, okay. So Not yeah. even a joke. Jessica to- says that. That she's the best. Uh, yeah. And to which Mark clearly is just like, oh, you're a close second. She's a close second. Right. Um, Saying that Jessica's the best. Oh, and- gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But Jessica, it seems, willfully... Like takes that as a thing of like, is this it? Is this what I can I can take as my my out? Yes. So then, but so he says that she gets riled up about it for seemingly no reason. Because again, he's saying that Jessica is the best, right? Um, and yeah, it's just a cute throwaway line, and and he was very clearly very confused of like what what is happening. But then, um, she was like, well, I'm gonna say like. I'm really into Barnett. Yeah, it was like, she's like, I think Barnett's very sexy. <laughs> and so that's when he was like, cool, I'm gonna go sleep on the couch. And she kept, babe. B- babe. <laughs> Trying to get him to come back to bed. Um, she was very drunk, as she says, the next morning and apologizes for what she said. And he accepts her apology. But it's very... Some things have been said. It's, I don't know if we have a hindsight of, like, a bird's eye view of this situation, but, like, what is happening? But then, so later, so later, Barnett is out sitting by the pool, because his apartment building has a pool, whatever, and she goes, Jessica goes over to talk to him, and he says something about how, um... Both he and Amber sort of felt like Jessica was saying that she was still into Barnett. And the feigned surprise on her face. What? No, no, no. Is incredible. She acts so shocked. Right. It's like, I mean. How could you have read this situation in this way? (laughs) How could you possibly have read the situation correctly? Yes. But, and what she says is, like, I'm so embarrassed. Um, and, like, yes, you should be embarrassed. Yeah. Like, I've also said some drunk shit <laughs> that I was embarrassed I about. Did, every, I, all day, every day, baby. Well, that would be a problem. <laughs> all day, every day, baby. Do we do we need to go talk to someone? All day, every day, baby. <laughs> Great. Um, but, so, it's very clear that they, that... Barnett and Amber have been talking about it and it's been a thing. But again, that's what's interesting about this show is it's not like a lot of dating reality shows like The Bachelor, like um, Love Island, all of these where they're pretty, they're obviously times of the day where they're not being filmed, but 
they encourage you to have these conversations on film. Right. But they're not doing that with this. Like, there are conversations that are important to the quote-unquote plot right. that are happening off camera because they're not during a shoot day. Right. And so, like, we get them recapped. Yep. It's crazy. It's wild. I love it. Um, Love Island, or no, I'm sorry, Love is Blind is the last Jedi of dating shows. Um, and I think that's true. I think it, I think it takes kind of the tropes of it. I think it unpacks them in the narrative. Um, that's it. That's it th- is. It is a dating. It is a loving tribute to dating shows. That is about why dating shows are stupid. Yes, and it but still exists very comfortably in the formula. Yeah, because it, uh, it does it well. Right. Oh, good show. Uh, bachelor parties. Bachelor parties. Um, nothing too, too crazy goes up, except the craziest thing was not played up for much drama. Jessica gets drunk again. Amber gets very drunk and it's very funny. It's very, it's very sweet. She like starts crying about how much she's excited to marry Barnett. Right. Um, the guys have, uh, sort of a casino night thing. Uh, the girls go to like a drag show. Uh, everyone's drinking, uh, but what's crazy, and it's not played for much trauma, is a talking head with Kelly, who, and she just legit says straight to camera, like, I'm not that attracted to Kenny. Yeah. And it was like, it's so just put in there undramatically that we had to stop and like make sure we heard it right. Yeah, it was, it's definitely, it feels like that, um... Like a galaxy brain gif (laughs) where you're like putting some pieces together of like, oh, they were one of the couples that was not having sex. Right. They still have not had sex. Right. And like we kind of took that as like, ah, they move a little. So, (gasps) oh, no, they're just not into or she's not that into it. She's not attracted to him because she she legitimately says like. I see him more of a best friend. Yeah, it's... And it was great. Like, we kind of just took them as sort of boring. We didn't really notice that there were fucking issues there. Yep. Uh, That's at her... Like, who knows what anyone's reason for it. It's just crazy to me that they... Like, her thing... You know, I'm more into brunettes. Right. That's so fucking bonkers to me. Again, I think that is a way of putting language to something that you don't really have language for. I think you're right. Which is just, I'm just not that attracted to him. And and because we're not allowed, especially in reality shows, to just not be attracted to someone, not have a reason, just not be attracted to someone. Right. You need to sort of quantify it in that way. It's still, it was like, it was one of those things of for, for not a bombshell getting dropped, it wasn't played as a super dramatic moment. Had no idea what to do with that information. No. Um, did anything else happen during the bachelor party? Well, that's, um, Jessica talks to Amber about right. um, her. She, she's, they're both very drunk. And Jessica is saying, like, I would never go after your man. And Amber is saying, good, because I would punch you in the face. It was weird. It, it was weird. It was and it weird. was clearly, like, I think um, 
I don't think anyone likes Jessica. I also don't think anyone likes Jessica to the point I almost kind of feel bad I, about it. I do. I feel bad for her. It's like, I, I don't think she is a bad person. No. I think she is a mess. She is also allowed not to be attracted to right. Mark. And it's like she's making terrible decisions in a way that are comical for this reality TV show. But also I can see how maybe in a social situation... She is not that pleasant to maybe be around. Yes. <laughs> yep. Which is somehow more devastating. I think that's somehow like meaner than like a bad edit. Like there's a lot of things you can get an edit around and you can blame on a villain edit. Yep. It's really hard to fake. I don't think anyone likes you. That's the thing. I think, um, so there was a villain on uh, The Bachelor a couple seasons ago, Corinne, who was given a real villain edit. She seems to be friends with all of the girls Everyone seems to like her. She seems like a lot of fun. Yep. Um, Yeah. I don't think anyone likes Jessica. I don't think anyone likes her it's just a yeah it's a lot of it is just seems like bullet dodged from barnett yep um and i, I don't i don't get any glee out of that no. but also it's so absurd that i kind of have like a gobliny like oh no i enjoy watching it as a train wreck but it's enough of a when you kind of step back a little, it does make me feel very bad for her. Yes, I. Yeah, definitely, agreed. Um, so that mostly sums up that, and that brings us to our first wedding. Um, there's a lot of build up to what is ultimately Damien and Janina at the altar together. Yes. In the show kind of took a step back and it's in its, I think like the show is brilliant to like, all right. They leaned real hard once again on the experiment on the is love blind. And it was like, Oh, you know, it just felt like the John Mulaney bit of like, we're well past that. <laughs> yes. Um, so the, so before we get to like the actual wedding we should talk about like Damien and Giannina have been fighting and making up and fighting and making up this entire time yes and it's been a lot of terrible bad faith arguments that they start arguing about something and because they are unable to ever cede a point the arguments end up being about something else. Yes, they go off on these tangents and then the arguments about that and like so the, the, the core kernel of what caused the argument is never even close to address. It's like you can follow this tangent because what? So, for example, one of the things that happened was Giannina wanted to bring something up. I don't even remember what it is that she wanted to fight about at the time because it doesn't matter. Because he, she starts talking to him, he's on his phone. She's like, "I can't believe you're on your phone right now," and he's like what are you talking about? You're on your phone all the time. And then he starts going on a rant about social media. Right. It's amazing how people who don't, one of the things, and like, this is, this is getting real deep. One of the things I, I really appreciate about our relationship is we're pretty good at, uh, disagreeing. Yeah. 
and we don't fall kind of like we a generally assume the other person has the best intentions uh or like has we we try not to intentionally misread them mm-hmm. uh but b we like we stick to the, we stick to the plot of what we're actually disagreeing about <laughs> right <laughs> it's extremely easy to fall down the hole this is not this is no real life route but just as an example um it, it's sort of like hey you didn't take up the trash well, you don't do this. Right. <laughs> and then, like, the argument kind of turns into this other thing about, like, well, I would do this if you didn't do that. And, like, none of it has to do with, like, hey, it was inconsiderate you didn't take out the trash. Right. You know? Right. Um, weird. And I've been in those relationships before. And, like, it took a lot of time to, like, recognize, oh, that's not helpful. Being uh, bad at arguing is, I think, one of the biggest considerations in a relationship yes like if you're bad at arguing this isn't gonna work agreed agreed um because like especially if you're like david and chianina and that seems to be your default yeah i yeah fuck yeah um so we get a uh so we're at the ceremony uh it appears like i almost I regret that this is an element of the show that we have to like the wedding kind of becomes a deadline. And it's very clear that like the wedding is a part of the show, like this finale of like, and we are going to build up to whether or not you say yes. And it has to happen at the altar. That's fucking weird. The fact that like, it has to be the set piece. It doesn't feel natural in a show that, to me, at its strengths, is when it does feel like it's natural. Well, you know exactly why they did that, is so that they could get promo images of everyone at a wedding. You're right. You're right. And, like, there's a lot of story editing I really appreciate in the show, and this isn't one of them. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, it's like the show immediately kind of nosedived a little bit into kind of messy territory when it's been sort of, like, expertly crafted up until this point. Um... But uh, Janina uh, comes on out. Uh, she gives her vows. I believe Damien gives his vows as well. Well, so again, that's where this gets weird. We have to. We have some stuff to figure out. Again, it's not quite a wedding. It is a ceremony to determine whether or not it, it is first a. It's it's again this ceremonial thing with a minister who is very clearly a producer who got ordained right um is love blind but so they first go through a whole vow thing of do you want to get married right and they're both like yep and then or sorry no it's it's first a do you want to get married um and then giannina gives a speech Right. And then Damien gives a speech. Right. So, um... It's they each give speeches that are vow-like, but are not vows. You're right. About what they mean to each other. You're right. Um, so they are asked, like, yo, you doing this? To which Janina says yes. And then we pause on Damien. And that's it. That's the episode. Yep. So... We're of thinkings here. Yes. In the promos, 
so like all of the all of the lead up to it just seems like this is happening and like Damien seems into it and like Damien wants to do it. Um, so I'd be surprised that it was him that he would be the one to say no. And it does make sense. You you brought this up that like if it was gonna end on like that's a reality TV note to end on if he says yes in the next episode. He says, I do. That is the kind of cliffhanger that would make sense if it's leading us to believe he's going to say no and then he eventually says yes. Right. But I also think that I have gone galaxy-brained so many levels out Right. that I also am way overthinking every single production choice. Because... There's the promo and like we are very we've watched Bachelor for long enough where like they make big dramatic things out of uh, next episode promos, none of which are anything. Yep. They're all entirely overblown. Um, Now my dude decides to take a nap. Yeah, that's that's my trash dog. Um, So. With that. There is a promo of Janina, who it has to be Janina. Because we get a shot of a woman in a wedding dress running away, and she has blonde hair that is down, and Janina is the only <laughs> bride who has blonde hair that is not up for her wedding. From based on other promos that we've seen. Yep. Uh, it's the it's the only one it can be. So we get her running, tripping and falling, and we have a soundbite of her saying, I can't do this. Um so it I mean all signs point to no. I think it's also possible that he says yes, they get married, and then immediately after getting married have a fight. I would not put it past them. They're both incredibly bad at this. Yep. Um but that's it. We're caught up. Yep. Um, do we want to do predictions? I do want to do predictions. I do want to, like... First off, I liked this ba- this batch of episodes. I can't say I liked it as much as the, like, the previous five. I think the strike zone was the um, group vacation after yes. everyone got out of the pods. That is the best distillation of the show however what i like about the show and what i think it does especially well is each chunk excuse me each chunk feels like an evolution of the show yes it's it's a video game when the gameplay changes every level yes like building on the foundations from the levels before that uh okay so yeah let's do some predictions uh cameron and lauren so lauren has been getting some cold feet and we've it, the show has been very overt about that in a way that I almost think that is getting us to think that she's going to say no. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go no. Really? I'm going to go no. Okay. I'm going to go it's not going to happen. I think yes. Okay. Here's the thing. Because the one thing we determined was all the talking heads, they're all dressed the same. Yep. Clearly, these are those are one day. Yep. One shoot day. They're watching footage and they're commenting on what they feel at the time. Cameron gets very emotional. He could also just be emotional about her. I don't know. I think it's possible. I don't think it happens. Hmm. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go firm stance. It doesn't happen. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, Kenny and Kelly. 
I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think this is a no. I... That fucking two sentences is so fucking weird. Well, that's the thing. So, yes. I think the fact that they didn't make a big deal out of it, it means that it's going to be a no. Because if it was going to be a yes, I think they would have tried to play up the drama of that more. Right. Right. Agreed. I think they're trying to fuck with our expectations. Yep. Okay. So so Cameron and Lauren were, I'm a a no, you're a yes. Yep. This is just whether or not they get married. Um, On the television show. On the television show. Um, Okay. Barnett and Amber. We get a promo there that Barnett gets some cold feet. I think they are going to get married on the show and then break up and then get back together and break up for the next. I agree. Years. I also think they're going to get married on the show. Yep. Uh, I don't think they are still together currently. I think they will start dating again soon. Right. I think it'll be a back and forth sort of thing. I, I can't speak to any of that, but I bet they get married on the show. I think they'll be hooking up for the next several years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damien and Janina. Man, <laughs> I don't. This is this one's throwing me for a loop. I I'm gonna go with he says yes. They get into a fight immediately after getting married. I'm gonna take a no swing. Okay. Uh, okay, and that leads us to our 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 prime couple, our prized Mark and Jessica. And you know what? I'm gonna take my stance here. I don't know how long it's gonna last. I'm gonna go hard yes, hard yes. I don't think it lasts long, but hard yes to get married. I'm going to also say yes, and they are going to try to play it as a she finally came around on him. Yes. When it's really she was too embarrassed to not. Yes. Hard yes. They get married on the show. Yep. That is, I will I yep. seal that one in the envelope. We're doing it. Yes. Um... So that's it. We're caught up on Love is Blind. Uh, real fast, uh, we found... So we've been watching Bachelor. We're still watching Bachelor. Um, whole mess of stuff going on there. We'll probably talk about the finale to that. Yeah. We just discovered... The, on which they showed the promo for Bachelor Listen to Your Heart, which Woo! is the new dating singing reality show uh, that it seems tangentially tied with Bachelor. Yeah. And it, I think we're... I think that's it. I think that's, that's what's next. That'll be our next recap. For I sure. think so. Maybe we'll do some in betweens to like get to it, some like one off stuff. Yep. But like, I think that's our next show because it sounds insane and bad. And That'll we're be our have... next regular recap. We'll yeah. do some interstitials. Yes. Because um, here's oh, that seems like a show they just had and then thrown through the Bachelor name on it. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I think it's so ABC has American Idol now. I think they had that in the can, and it's like, okay, we have both Bachelor and American Idol. We can get people from yeah. both of those shows on as guest stars. It's a brilliant marketing thing, but oh, man, that's going to be insufferable <gasps> to watch. But maybe it'll be good. I don't know. We're going to watch it. It's going to Hey, I can promise you this. It's going to be trash. It's going to be trash. Hey, Emily, where can we find you on Twitter? Emily P. Heller. Is that at, is that at Twitter.com? www.twitter.com slash Emily P. Heller. Great. I'm uh, Brian is a goblin at uh, that's twitter.com slash Brian is a goblin. Uh, That's 
the show. That's our podcast. Yeah. I'm out of things to say. I'm so sleepy. I'm, let's go to bed. Let's go to bed. Fuck this. I have to I have to edit this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. Goodbye. Goodbye. A good trash to you. Emily. A good trash to you. Fuck, man. <laughs> I call it bold and brash. More like belongs in the trash. Ah!